0: hello and welcome back to the black techies podcast where black culture meets the world of technology i'm your host david follow me on twitter at just process yt and follow the black techies at the black techies uh, as always you can basically follow us and subscribe to us anywhere uh, youtube of course if you're watching this uh google play apple Podcasts, just really anywhere just just google us you, you'll find us uh yeah, welcome back. And as you can tell by the title, we're uh, kind of late to the party, but we kind of wanted to get our reactions to the Xbox uh, C- Xbox games showcase. And I kind of talk about the Note Twenty. But before we do that, fellas, uh, Mister Herb, Mister Dominique, how you all doing out there?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah there you, you are You all. You all heard. Uh, Mr. Mr. 45 signed that executive order.
1: <laughs> but he can't do anything with... Yeah, thank you. I'm still not voting for you, dude. <laughs> I, it was a cool gesture that
2: should have been done way earlier than he did it. But uh, it's the, from what my understanding of it is, it's, it's not an executable executive order. Like, <laughs> um, essentially, you can't, without e- additional legislation and additional funding. The executive branch can't spend money that the uh, that the congressional branch did not approve, and so he mm-hmm. can just redirect funds that have already been approved through executive order, but that's just taking money from some other pot and yeah. put it in this pot. And mm-hmm. also, more than that, he's talking about half or a percentage of the uh, unemployment benefits being paid by the state As we all know, states are not allowed, uh, according to the Constitution, states are not allowed to run at a deficit. And so until they pass legislation allowing states to run at a deficit like the federal government can, states simply just cannot pay it. Most that, states, most states cannot pay
0: it. Is that really in the Constitution? Man, I need uh, to read.
2: Maybe, maybe not Constitution. Maybe uh, I can't. Tell, I don't know what document it is, but it's ironclad. I, mm.
0: what I know some reading, states have it in their in their constitutions that they're not allowed to run a deficit. No, like, a they have, they have rule. to have a balanced budget. Like I think yeah. Texas and a few other places have that.
2: Yeah, that's a federal rule. I don't know if, if, where, wh- how uh, it is, but I just know from what I've been reading, a lot of states are asking for permission to either file bankruptcy or. Um, run at a deficit. Uh, well, I mean, as we're as already as like 22 commission.
0: trillion dollars in debt. I, I'm not really. <laughs> That's the it's conservative me coming out. I'm it's not really all made
2: up money. right <laughs> we, we find the money to finance wars whenever we need to, right? We find that money comes it becomes immediately available. And so right now when people need it, what, what it feels like conservatives mostly are okay with is financing wars, but not necessarily financing poor people. Um, and it, it is not, that's not tenable to me, like to, to ask me to be okay with you pulling the money from the coffers, whenever we jump into any stupid, we we spend so much money on military readiness. Uh, but then like right now we ask these people to stay home. We say, Hey, we're only going to get through this. If you guys stay home businesses in Nashville, I don't know how it is where you guys are, but businesses in Nashville can't stay open past 10 and they have to run a half capacity. Mm -hmm. So that's not, you. You're, we're asking you to make considerably less money or no money at all. That money has to, that you have to make people whole. And so far, the only people that are being made whole are people that didn't need to be made whole. They're rich people that were, that were gonna be okay regardless. You could have said, you guys aren't allowed to make another dollar from, from March 1st until this is over. You rich people don't get to make another dollar. I'm sorry. We could have told them that. As a country, we can say, hey, sorry, right? We're gonna tax you at 90%.
0: But this isn't a political podcast, so <laughs> it's, not.
2: it's not. It's a tech podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh
0: but you know, it, I mean it's it's what's happening and it affects us, so you know it's gonna it's gonna bleed over into our podcast eventually. But uh glad to see at least, you know, to see you all doing well uh, you know, now that irregardless is the word now. Irregardless <laughs> of the circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh all right, so uh well, Xbox be- showcase. Oh no, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, before we. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. I didn't even just, see what's.
1: <laughs> yeah. Transition into our topics. Um, shout out to Morris Brown College. Uh, those guys have joined Johnson C. Smith, the MiAC, and the SWAC uh, to a lesser extent. <laughs> saw that, Dave. <laughs> uh, they have taken the you know, the leap to start their own eSports curriculum and program, in addition to the aforementioned schools that uh, I just specified. So, welcome to the eSports club and the more schools that join, you know, the more, the bigger the footprint we're going to have in the industry, and this is a really good start. It's a really good start. So, some yes,
0: allergies over here. Uh, yeah, uh, if you all remember, we had a discussion with uh, Professor John Cash from Johnson C. Smith University. Go check that out if you haven't. Uh, part one and part two, where we talked about HBCUs and uh, esports, and uh, we talked about how there are now there are a lot more schools getting in and into esports, and we're happy to see, especially Morris Brown. Like, I'm from Atlanta, so like, I, I that that's pride. I, you know, I feel just a, you know a bit of pride right there. From a native, you know, Atlanta school coming back uh, from the dead, really, um, and and also as a bandhead, you know, those Morris Brown battles, those are great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so if you haven't if you haven't already, go ahead and check out those two videos uh, where we kind of delve more into esports, and we we plan on really being is uh, it's, it's supportive as we can I mean, we plan on trying to make a database of like all of the schools that are doing esports and maybe be, maybe even uh maybe with a few sponsors hint hint <clears throat> maybe we can uh sponsor a few esports tournaments i i would love to say that the black techies are sponsoring an hbcu esports tournament oh that that would be great but uh so you know let's you know let's crawl walk, crawl walk run right and <laughs> so let's uh but but yeah i think that's that's definitely something that um uh, That is going to be ramping up in the in the coming years. So, um, speaking of games, however, uh, the Xbox showcase—did you all watch it, or did at least see some of it? Caught the highlights.
1: Yeah, I caught some of the highlights myself. Uh, More specifically, um, Halo Infinite and um, some of the Forza stuff, and and some other things that um, that caught my eye, but mostly Halo Infinite, and for anybody that's ever been a fan of the franchise, seeing it return, you know, seeing that it's going to make its return to the next-gen platform is, all, is exciting, you know, at least, you know, despite some of the advanced criticism that, you know, the release has already gotten prior to even... It even being released yet, or seeing any other betas, um, Halo carries uh, a degree of prestige with it because I mean, real talk is one of the most successful video video game franchises there there's been. Um, you know, you say Halo and you automatically think of Microsoft when it comes mm-hmm. to games. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to me to see how You know, what's different in terms of their gameplay and what's, you know, what direction the developers went in terms of making Halo Infinite something that's completely different than other predecessors in the series. So that's the one that I was really excited for. Now, in terms of just pretty games, Forza, Forza Motorsport is always pretty. Forza, I mean, the Forza franchise in general is pretty. You know, gameplay, eh. But, I mean, if you, if you want a really, really good-looking video game on an Xbox platform, Forza's it. And it's, you know, every iteration I've seen of the game has looked absolutely awesome. And this was no different in terms of what I saw. So, those are the two that stood out to me. Um, there are some other games that were ported order that are pretty interesting. Hold on for just a second.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, oh well while while we, while do, that, we do that. Uh Dominique, Dominique, did you um did you I know you're an Xbox guy, right? You're you're yeah. Yeah. So uh did you see anything that you kinda liked?
2: So out of the trailers I've watched, uh of course Halo, I'm i I'm a I'm such a Halo fan, it's not even funny. Like I read the books, like I'm that guy. Halo to me is what a lot of uh, Star Trek guys are with the with the lore. You know, like I kind of Herb. Herb is like that with Star Trek. I'm like that with Halo. I love the universe. You can write me a story about the 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 last child born on a planet that isn't featured on any video game, and I'll read that story. Right? Like, there's a lot of uh, really like robust lore that it really still hasn't even been tapped into. But what has been tapped into have I've loved it. the so of course Halo Infinite, but going outside the box, the 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 game Everwild. Um, it's uh, oh, yeah. from Rare, uh, Rares, and it looks. I mean, first of all, sister with natural hair as one of the seemingly one of the protagonists. We don't know that much about the game, but we do know uh, there's a what looks to be a, a, a some Middle Eastern kind of guy with with dreadlocks and a sister with 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 natural curls uh, as people that are important to this game. I have no idea what it's about. It just looks stunning. Right? It really looks good. Uh, that and uh avowed. Uh,
0: yeah, um, I was gonna for, say I was um, gonna uh, say a Yeah.
2: Yeah, like it's like basically like kind of like a Elder Scrolls reset. Not exactly, but like the people from the people who made Elder Scrolls, we're getting uh, a game on new new hardware. Hopefully without all the bugs. Uh, but I, I ain't gonna lie, man, I'm still playing Skyrim to this day. So, um, it's one of the best games of, ever, of all time. So, um, you know, bugs and all. So, the, there, there's a couple things I got my eye on. I'm excited for the... I kind of stopped playing uh, Xbox console. I still play Xbox games, but I play them on my PC. And I expect that I'm to here. continue. Uh, <laughs> to, as long as Xbox Ultimate Pass is a thing. But I will be buying an Xbox Series X. Uh, and I hate that I have to say that because that's a silly, stupid name, uh, but I will be buying an Xbox Series X and getting, um, uh, you know, getting most of these games as long as they, if there's still uh, games everywhere, uh, Xbox or Microsoft Anywhere games or whatever they call them, where you can buy Xbox it Play
1: Anywhere. Almost.
2: Yeah. As long as it's that, I'll probably be copping a lot of these games because they look really good.
1: Well, I think there was one other game that I saw for the platform that wasn't necessarily a part of the showcase, but it was, you know, pretty much part of EA's. um, EA's uh, uh, just kind of sneak peek to uh, FIFA 2021.
0: I know know you're a big FIFA fan.
1: FIFA, uh, yeah. Anybody that knows me, I I play FIFA religiously. And um, FIFA 21 looks like it can very well be the best in the series in terms of some of the play mechanics that they're talking about changing. Um, 2020 was a little bit hard to get used to in terms of play because uh, some of the dribbling and defensive mechanics were, if you're a beginner, they're kind of hard to pick up on. But, you know, for pros, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to see what 2021 looks like. In terms of that platform, um, but I think the other thing that was very interesting that I saw from the actual showcase was Crossfire X.
0: Oh yeah, that, I, I'm yeah. kind of interested in that. I'm. Yeah. I've, didn't what, it didn't already come out like like just just Crossfire on PC, and now it's a new one, Crossfire X. Yeah, and it's
1: yeah, Crossfire. The Crossfire series on PC has always been free. Mm-hmm. The, the catch is is that people in the United States haven't really had a chance to play it.
0: It's yeah. one
1: of the most popular titles outside of the continental United States in the Americas there is in terms of first person shooters. Um and I mean go to South Korea, go to Asia, go to some other places and you know, folks are you know, Crossfire X has the same footprint as Call of Duty does here. And it's it's really exciting to see it on the Xbox platform or an American platform in general, because, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize how popular those types of first person shooters are, you know, outside of, you know, this market, simply because, you know, if you're not talking about Call of Duty or Halo or any number of the first person shooters where we, you where know, there's a lot of American familiarity with Um you know you're you're gonna get crickets from American audiences, and the fact that this is finally making you know making its debut here on a console is great. You know I'm, I'm looking forward to.
0: It. Yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, I think I might, I might I might check it out. Uh, so I think uh, I mean I know they had let's see, I know they I'm, I'm kind of scrolling through it now. Uh, Psycho knots two. Tell me why. Uh,
2: Psychonauts two is gonna be a, a banger.
0: Yeah, yeah, banger, banger. I love the I love the first one. Uh, it was all it was it was pretty quirky. Um, oh, Fable! How you can't forget about Fable? That was the last yeah. game they announced. <laughs> uh, did, is did you all see the trailer for Fable?
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to name all the. Of yeah. course, uh, of uh. course, we're gonna get those, or of course that's a big deal mm-hmm. games. But yeah, Fable. Like, I played all the other three and. um I'm a fan. Uh, I've always been a fan, and uh, I didn't see anything that jumped out to me as like, oh my god, you know, it's like, Fables are good good games, and I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna play it.
0: I mean, they didn't really show anything Anything. outside of, like, the trailer. It was funny, though. (laughs) That trailer was hilarious.
2: Yeah, it was. But none of the trailers were, like, revealing of anything special from a gameplay perspective, but... I have such high hopes for graphics and uh some games could really use the graphical overall. Like um Warhammer has a game coming out that oh, reminds yeah. me of like Left for Dead. Um, like a four player basically is a Call of Duty zombies or Left For Dead kind of game. Right. And I I'm I'm here for it.
0: I played the crap out of the first *Left 4 Dead* when it came out on the 360. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> that was that was one of the funnest games I've ever played. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there there was a bunch of bunch of other games. The medium, that looked kind of scary. Um, but but all right, so the game that obviously got the most attention, <laughs> and as you all probably already found out, was *Halo Infinite*, right? I mean, obviously that's 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 Microsoft's tentpole. Series and like Xbox kind of rises or falls by a Halo, um, and, and like years of war, right? Well, yeah, that in Gears, right? So, but when it came out, uh, there is varying opinions on the graphics of <laughs> Halo Infinite, and so, uh, I, I will say, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I will say. There is a 4K 60 frames per second version of the tr- of the gameplay out there, so just go on Microsoft's YouTube page and you'll find it. <laughs> but uh, if, if you were, if you were wondering about the resolution, that there is it it will be 4K 60. So at the very least, but the thing that people had a lot of issues with was like the texture quality, the lighting, and it just didn't seem next gen for some people you know if you're going to tout the xbox series x as the most powerful console ever then it a lot of people felt that the game should reflect that and when we saw uh uh hellblade the new the new hellblade when they revealed it last december that looked great when that came out i was like oh man that's how graphics are gonna look like man i need to (laughs) i need to upgrade my pc but uh (laughs) but uh but it didn't look like hellblade so me personally, I thought it was more so the art style, so it looked like they were trying to harken back to the original halo, but other people disagreed with me <laughs> so i kind of want I kind of want to get you alls i would rather i didn't think it was all graphical fidelity i thought I thought part of it was the art style, but you know maybe some some of the texture where could be uh fixed
2: this or whatever but me get you all's one.
0: opinion on this.
2: This one of the ones where my fanboyness is going to stop me from having anything bad to say about it. I don't. I don't even see it through. Like, like, kind of like uh, I th- when I'm such a Marvel fanboy that I never walk out of a Marvel movie saying that that movie wasn't amazing, even though after you know more deliberation down the line, you're like ah, maybe uh you know maybe movie X. I'm not gonna name no names because uh, I don't wanna uh. Start no, start no mess in the in the in the, uh, comments. But uh, you know, maybe that movie wasn't. You know, maybe Doctor Strange wasn't amazing, right? But when I walked out of there, it was amazing. So the same thing happened when I when I was watching the trailer. I was watching it like, oh my god, a new Halo. I heard about it, but I get to see it with my own eyes, and oh my god, this is amazing. I, you know, I was just I had those kinds of feelings. I wasn't even able to be critical of it yet.
1: Eh um eh <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say this man. If you're gonna if you're gonna tout you know your flagship game okay as a next gen killer on a console that you've spent the last five years building up to there shouldn't be questions about art style or texture or anything like that. It should, the first, you know, the first glimpse of that game should blow viewers away. Like with Hellblade, for example. People looked at that game on next-gen console and was like, wow, okay, I'm excited to see this game, even if I don't know anything about it. Now, from the cinema trailer that we got from it, and as compared to some of the gameplay that we saw, it was just like, eh, okay, um. I can see why a lot of folks are a little bit, you know, petro about it because it's like, uh, damn, bro, just um, ain't this on the on the next-gen platform? It mean, look like I'm playing, you know, Xbox S or something something that was upscale, and that's, you know, unfortunately, it, even though that may have been a proof of concept or whatever, you know, that's the, that's one of the inherent risks that these developers run by putting. You know, rushing things to market and putting it out for people to see, you know, before the finished product. Now, the finished product will probably look just as awesome as we think it's going to look because we know Microsoft. Microsoft is not going to let anything hit that platform to utilize that hardware uh, that's going to be trash, especially Halo, but People having questions about it after the you know after the reveal, yeah, I can see where the where that angst came from. Because, you know, even for a reveal, which is, you know, or a glimpse into the into what the game is going to offer, you know, that glimpse should you know inspire you know all sorts of really great great vibes about the platform. And what Halo is in my opinion it really didn't meet up to that now that's not to say that um, once you know we hear about halo infinite again in the platforms we start seeing you know more v- visions of gameplay on the architecture you know it's going to be ridiculous I-, I have no doubt about that but in terms of first pr- first impressions they could have been a little bit better than that. That- that's just my opinion that's not <laughs> saying that it's you know, that is trash or anything like that. It's far from, it. um, you know, and that, you know, Halo itself has, you know, has been so good for so long that it set a standard that it almost can't really attain or sustain. You know, and that's part of it too, because, again, people think of Halo and they think of, you know, the flagship platform, you know, game for Xbox,
0: so I, I remember I'm. Um, uh, so if you all know anything about Digital Foundry, they're a well-known uh, outlet, uh, a sub outlet of um, Eurogamer, and they basically do a bunch of deep dives into graphics and all of that stuff. Uh, and so they, you know, they they took, of course, they uh, broke down the trailer or the gameplay, and they were and their thing was the lighting is. Is partially the, to blame. Uh, it used, I think, dynamic lighting and not like the baked lighting that you would see in the game like The Last of Us, where the lighting is set. So you're able to create a certain ambiance depending on where the player goes. But if the, um I think Halo Infinite is supposed to have like a day night cycle. So the lighting is always fluctuating and changing. And, but the way they implemented, at least but admittedly, they did say it was an old build. But, um, it didn't necessarily make the game as flattering as it could be. Like the detail for the character for the character models are there, but the lighting didn't bring it out. And so that's partially what made it not look as good as it should. That said, I think you have a point. You know, this is like Halo is like is akin to like uh, the Uncharted series for PS4, right? For PlayStation. It's like you when you think of that game, you think of the system or you think of the company. And they're not going to let something as prized as Halo come out, look, you know, come out the gate looking all, all shabby. So I, I would imagine that 343 uh, Industries, I think that's the name of it, they're going to, you know, tighten it up. And, and by the time it comes out, I'm pretty sure it'll look pretty, pretty good. That said, I think, I think Halo Infinite isn't, I don't think it's a, uh, I think it's more of a, it's open world, isn't it? Like an open world. I, I don't, I don't. It
1: looks like. Yeah. It looks like.
0: I don't think they're gonna do traditional sequels for Halo. I think they're just gonna keep iterating on Halo Infinite, kinda like Destiny. So like there there isn't gonna be a Destiny three. They're just gonna stay with Destiny two and then just keep adding content and yeah. then like uh putting the old content in a vault per se. So I think that's what Halo Infinite is gonna be like. Maybe. I, I don't know for sure. They haven't they still haven't given like all the details about Halo Infinite, but uh yeah. <laughs> uh It'll be yeah, interesting to see campaign, how they.
2: So it's not. It's it's got to be different than Destiny because they're talking about their campaign as yeah one of their key key points. So.
0: Because that's yeah. why a lot of people play. I mean, that's Halo. I mean, yeah, a lot of people play Halo for the multiplayer, but a lot of people also play Halo for the single player the story. Yeah. Right, and. I need
2: to know what's happening with Master Chief. I need <laughs> to know.
0: Right, and the, the the pilot or whatever the the guy that's uh that's accompanying him. Yeah. Uh, so, but um. Uh, let me go ahead and so I was going to kind of bring up the uh, So the kind of the next part of our our show here is going to be able to be about the Note Twenty, but I think a more interesting conversation, uh, kind of sticking with the gaming today, is about Apple and Microsoft, and uh, I kind of want to
1: say I, I, I kind of the want to, and McCoys.
0: basically <laughs> I mean so if so just to, just some context so. Everyone knows, you know, Microsoft has Project X Cloud and Google has Stadia, right? Those are cloud gaming uh, platforms. However, Apple isn't allowing Google Stadia or Shadow or Microsoft to put X Cloud on uh, on any iOS device because they. <laughs> so Apple claims that because they're not able to vet all of the games that are on the service, they can't promise a. I don't know. They they can't. They don't feel comfortable doing that. But then, obviously, the, the the rebuttal is that you got Amazon Prime on there. You got Netflix on there. You got Hulu on there. <laughs> you have all of these streaming video services that clearly Apple can't just, you know, look at each of those shows and, and rate each of those. So that I call it BS on that. Apple Apple's clearly <laughs> uh, trying to, in my opinion. I think they're trying to protect their Apple Arcade revenue. They want people to subscribe to, to, subscribe to Apple Arcade. But I kind of wanted to get you all's opinion on uh, on this, and because I think it has a, I think I'm coming down with a cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think oh, no. no, 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 no. These, these are actually no. I think it, I think it's allergies actually. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I've tried. Nope. Uh, I wear I wear a mask every day.
2: <laughs> no,
0: I wear my mask. But you said
2: you was a conservative. You know what I'm saying?
0: no, nah, nah, so don't don't political. don't let me don't let me with the other. Uh, <laughs> you're
2: not going to a rally, what you're saying? No, you're not no. Okay. We, know,
1: we know Dave got good sense.
0: <laughs> but uh, I I think this is uh this is key for the expansion of cloud gaming in general because in the United States at least, like I you know I almost. Half the population of the U.S. has iPhone, <laughs> so uh, it's. It, I think that be, and being able to expand cloud gaming in the U.S. is going to be him, uh, hindered if they can't put it on on iOS devices. So I want to start with Dominique because I know you're 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 an iPhone guy. So I kind of want to get your opinion on this, especially if you've heard it. I don't know if you if you've kind of kept know. up with it. I know it's. I, I know, know you know it's been a lot of news has been coming out
2: yeah I haven't been keeping up with it, but uh just based on what you said, it sounds plausible uh, and if you if part of your theory is Apple's trying to keep some money in their in their pockets, I agree. whatever you're saying, I agree. That's what they do. They're like uh, actively uh, on a quest to uh, dominate the market and make sure that you don't anything that you put on this here phone, brother, got to come through us. And I need my cuts, okay? You wanna you wanna get Netflix? Get it through my store, please. I need my cuts. And Netflix is like, hey, listen, you sign up for, with us, you sign up on this website, and people like Netflix are strong enough. I know I just went off tangent like a mug, but I'm going somewhere. Uh, people like you know, Netflix are strong enough to say, we'll take our app off your store altogether, or you're gonna let us let people sign up the way we want to. But you know, uh, when we put the black techie streaming site uh streaming platform out uh called um uh Blackulus. when we put that out <laughs> we're gonna put that out and then uh we we can't tell apple what we gonna do apple gonna tell us what we gonna do and they're gonna say listen make them sign up through the store through subscriptions give us 30 percent. so we're gonna tell y'all ten dollars a month and y'all gonna do it because y'all supporting black businesses uh but we only gonna get seven of them ten dollars because apple need three of every one of your dollars uh, before you know, so that's my—I I completely believe that Apple is uh, about keeping money in their own coffers. Yes,
0: <laughs> Herb, did you have any uh, any, any thoughts as, as the as the <laughs> resident cloud guru, cloud gaming guru?
1: Man, <laughs> this is what I this is what I see. I see Apple making an investment in in Apple Arcade. You know, playing the long game, hoping that cloud services really, you know, know—we're going to kind of progress at a snail's pace. And they got the opposite. And essentially what's happening is, is that Apple is looking at their competition and the fact that their competition can leverage their platform, you know, to, to pretty much say, okay, well, what's the point of having Apple Arcade if I can... If I can, you know, play X, you know, X Cloud or, 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 you know, GeForce Now or any cloud platform, you know, on iOS, um, they're Petro. <laughs> Dude, that's that's what it boils down to. is like, okay, um, we're looking at Apple Arcade not really making us any money. If, if this comes to pass, if we can have these, these, you know. Uh, clients that are outside the Apple ecosystem being able to do those things in our ecosystem, and it's it, it's freaking Apple out. You know, those guys are like, man, we ain't gonna make no money off of this. We, we finna die. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's that's exactly what it boils down to, and that's why they're you know I don't I don't buy the excuse of that they gave.
0: No one does. Yeah. Like, like, so so. Here, here's their, here's their their statement verbatim they were like all right quote our customers enjoy great apps and games from millions of developers and gaming services can absolutely launch on the app store as long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers including submitting games individually for review and when appearing in charts and search and then microsoft is like nope they're like Quote, Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform to deny consumers from cloud gaming and game subscription service like Xbox Game Pass. Unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our vision of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to gamers on iOS via the Apple App Store. So, yeah, basically, (laughs) Microsoft is pushing back against this, obviously, because this is this is because this expands Microsoft's. uh, xbox platform to the cloud where basically any screen because it becomes an xbox essentially but you know i think we talked about this on a previous episode where about streaming services how everyone wants a streaming service everyone wants that recurring revenue model from subscriptions right and so that's where apple is going that's where microsoft is going so when they kind of butt heads right now it's like <laughs> but apple controls the platform so it's nothing microsoft or anyone can really do unless the government gets involved and tells them they're gonna to have to allow it
2: yeah. i i think the government's gonna get involved um it's it's there's no reason for them other than like the, the issue i i have with apple and other big companies is like what are you are you a services provider are you a hardware provi- like what do you do? You can't do everything. And if you're going to do everything, like you need, there's a different set of rules that need to apply. Like antitrust stuff was made um, back before technology was a thing where, so it wasn't formed for these kind of gigantic mega companies, but we got to do something. I, I know it's kind of anti, I don't know, capitalism, which I'm fine with being labeled as an anti-capitalist, but it's anti something, but we got to stop there. Cause otherwise right now, Amazon, Apple, uh, Microsoft, Google, and basically all the CEOs, Facebook slash Instagram slash WhatsApp, those five or six companies can literally just buy every other company. They don't do it because the other companies aren't as profitable, but what's stopping Facebook from just buying Uber? Like they could. They could buy them, they could buy Uber. And then that's another gigantic tech company. And then Amazon could buy like yum foods. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Amazon buying young foods. and it, Like, at what point do we say, hey, man, you got enough? We Like, we can't let all of this be run by Jeff Bezos. We can't let all of the power and all of the money get siphoned up to one dude. especially when, you know, all of these dudes are, there's no such thing as an ethical billionaire, right? You gotta, uh, capitalism requires somebody to lose. And so, unfortunately, the people that are losing with these companies are the bodies of, of poor Asian people, poor African people, you know, whoever's mining is the boron needed and all the the, the, the different rare minerals needed, uh, rare uh, materials needed to make microprocessors and all the stuff that's needed for all of this stuff to work, their bodies are, they're they're not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the reason that that stuff's being done by those people is because I can pay pay them $3 a month as opposed to the $30 an hour I'd have to pay an American to do it, right? And so, eventually, like, it's going to get to a point where we're going to run into a, a we're, we're already there pretty much global globalization and, and the over um, the over uh, saturation of these few companies at the top is is causing um, there's just a, a huge economic disparity that I, I see it. And it's like people aren't seeing it. We're, they're, they're doing a very good job of like like covering our face. And, like, I think Trump's doing a—Trump does a really good job of, like, hey, look, I'm a monkey. And, like, he's okay with being the monkey. Um, and we're just not paying attention. To be fair, this started happening way before Trump. Um, but it's happening, and it's happening at such an exponential—with same with the same curve that technology is ramping up. The ownership of that technology is ramping up, and we're gonna get to a point where there's just five companies, and then they're, they're what do we do, right? They're too powerful. There was a point in time earlier on in uh, in uh, in, uh, in American in American history where all of the wealth was held by like four families, right? Like a uh, 90% of the, the the world's wealth really was held by like four or five families, and we had to do something to stop that, and we are gonna have to do something to stop this too, otherwise. Anarchy, chaos. We're gonna
0: have to go take it with physical force. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it here. Apple is going to cause the destruction of the world. No, no,
1: no. Real quick, before we before we continue on, I wanted to give you guys a give our audience there a heads up that some plant sometime down the road this year, before the year's out, we're going to be doing a kids episode of the Black Techies. Um, and I mentioned this since my daughter has seen fit to photobomb me multiple times during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Kendall.
0: I know it looks kinda weird with the with the Alabama State background. <laughs> and
1: she <laughs> disappeared a second ago. She's like, All right. See,
0: just, say magic. Hello. just magic. Okay.
1: Just Hey Kendall. Just a heads up for our folks that are watching the podcast or listening to listen to the podcast, we will be doing a kids episode. So if you got kids, if you have suggestions for for topics, yes, you can go back. Thank you for <laughs> um, We can go. I mean, just stay tuned, and we will be developing um, have a kids panel where we'll let our children, or kids, or whomever is on the panel that are kids, kind of mm-hmm. go at it and talk about technology in their terms and.
0: Let me let me also interject here, like all three of us are fathers, and don't let the, I don't care what anyone says. Don't read any articles. Don't read any anything that that says that black fathers aren't doing anything, that they're absent, that they're like, nah. You see us, <laughs> we're doing that thing, and there's millions of other black men out there that are taking care of business. So don't believe the stereotype. Black fathers exist. Hashtag, but uh. <laughs>
2: Actually, to that note, at a higher rate than almost every other subset of of people, according to a study done by a reputable peer reviewed search that I don't have on my hand right now, but I can put it in the collective. We hey, we be yeah. out here fathering.
0: Hey, just send it to us uh, on Facebook. I'll put it in the show notes and then in, in the description. So if you if you're watching this on YouTube, check the description. It'll probably be there.
2: Also, <laughs> while we're talking about social media, kind of that. Last post you put up about uh, uh, the the Google algorithm, and if you Google white American doctor, whoever you're doing, uh, stop what you're doing right now and just go Google white American doctor, and just get ready to give yourself a good old. (laughs) It's just it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's a (laughs) you just gotta just give yourself a little chuckle because it is funny to me.
0: After somebody or after someone did a really good job of hacking the, the algorithm or Google. someone at Google's is is, playing, is, is uh, have, having a laugh right now.
1: <laughs> Big facts. Well, I think... Um,
0: back to your, back your, your regularly schedule. Oh, no, go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, hold that thought. <laughs> like I said, like Dave said, the jobs of black fathers are never done. <laughs> never. I'm
0: I'm I'm halfway surprised my daughter isn't coming in the room asking for uh for a hug right now or to tell me good because just past her bedtime. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah, so uh yeah, as, on
2: Saturday?
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean they have stay up all night. Shoot, I stay up all night, but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah you know it's, it's usually around like ten o'clock on uh on the weekends and nine o'clock on on school
2: nights yeah are you going to school physically or is it are y'all doing virtual
0: yeah you there's a choice for us uh you can i if you feel if you don't feel comfortable going in you can just zoom if you do feel comfortable you can you can do it in person but obviously obviously they're gonna have all the you gotta wear a mask. You can't use lockers and all that. You, you know that picture that showed of a uh, Paulding County in Georgia? No, yeah. you're not gonna see that. See that okay. after school, yeah. but uh, cause you, they can't use lockers and they're gonna. You have to. Uh, it's a whole bunch of restrictions they're gonna have. So yeah, I,
1: I live in the state of Maryland. PG County ain't playing that. Everybody at home. Everybody got Chromebooks. Everybody's doing virtual, and they and I mean our shout out to our. Republican governor, Governor Hogan, um, because he ain't playing either. <laughs> and that dude is, you know, for... And just to kind of put this in perspective for folks that are listening, um, this guy has been one of the more forward-thinking and actually tech-savvy guys when it comes to this um, COVID-19 pandemic in terms of how he's used and leveraged technology Uh to facilitate, you know, a standard of safety for a state um, that you really don't see in a lot of places or really haven't seen in a lot of places. You know, conversely, uh, you could talk about Georgia, uh, you know, or any place, well, how about just any place south of South Carolina? (laughs) Yeah, for the most part. Yeah,
2: well, really just Georgia and Florida because Tennessee's actually got some sense. Yeah. So far, that I've seen, even rural areas in Tennessee are are um, are moving with caution, uh, and and there's seems to be true effort being put behind making sure the kids are safe. So, um, my friends, uh, my best friend, my guy children, they're going to school physically, but they they have some really 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 good um, um, guidelines and 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 uh, uh, procedures put in place to make sure that they're not. Um, They're limiting exposure, right? We're mitigating risk. We can't remove risk, but we're mitigating risk. Uh, The kids don't move. Once they get into their desk, they don't move except to go to lunch. They sit in the same seat every day. There's blocks on the floor to keep them six feet apart, right? So you don't move from your block until the next block is free. Um, The teachers rotate throughout the class, not the students, right? And so it's like when it's time for the art teacher to come in, the art teacher comes in to the room, and then they leave. And your main teacher comes in, and blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Uh, and so, you know, less than ten kids a class. Now, this, to be fair, my friend's doing all right for himself. So he's in a in a nice area. That say, but I can't speak to what the inner city kids are doing. I don't have any friends that are inner city uh, people with inner city kids that don't have their kids at home, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, what the, you know, what the Pearl cones of the world are doing. I say that like everybody gonna know what Pearl Cone is, but... Yeah, so like uh,
0: I know what Pearl Cone is. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I, Pearl,
2: it, take, take away Pearl Cone, insert uh, East Side High, or whatever your, uh, yeah. whatever your local okay. uh, ratchet school is, whatever your, wherever the j- j- Jamarion's of your city are attending, uh, <laughs> that's the school I'm talking about. I don't know what they're doing right because i know they were they were facing uh <laughs> overcrowding issues before um so i don't know what jamarion and sharasha are doing but hopefully they're able to stay home it sucks because it's real this this whole everything about this thing sucks because it's just blatant how um how the disparity is affecting people of color and people of of of, of, of like the, pe- the people that are in the lower class, like I, I hate saying lower class, but uh, lower income families are being uh, put in this bind is because if I'm somebody without a college degree, but I want to improve my child's station, I know that they have to go to school to have a shot at going to college, to which is the single most um, identifiable factor to move somebody from, the, uh, from a lower income to a middle income or higher. Uh, that's the single most important uh, identifiable thing that you can do to change your station in life, right? So I know that they gotta go. I have to stay at home to make sure that they go to school or I have to go to work and hope that they're mature. Not to mention if I got a four or five year old that definitely can't um, navigate this this e-learning thing on their own, right? You can't leave a four or five year old at home alone, regardless, right? So you gotta stay at home or you gotta pay somebody to stay at home with them. And that's just, we are not we don't pay people enough. We don't pay KFC workers enough to pay somebody to have to be at home with their four-year-old while they're learning, but then we're asking that. Could KFC worker, who we need, by the way, because we need KFC. We're asking that worker to basically choose your kid's life or rent right. and food. We're and asking that, them to do that, and we know that we're asking them to do it, and nobody's doing anything about it.
1: And I mean, I, I'll be, you know, quite honest. I know we got to wrap up soon because I know. We- <laughs> A couple of us have a hard stop. But to piggyback on what Dominique just laid out, if there's anything that has that has illustrated the disparity and, you know, between not just in terms of economic disparity between, you know, certain demographics of people, but the technology disparity between, you know, certain groups and demographics of people, COVID has exposed that in a big way. And it's not it's not just schools it's how people interact on a daily basis at work and how people interact on a daily basis technology in general I mean you've got folks that ordinarily wouldn't be worried about a zoom or a Skype you know session learning Skype and zoom on the fly when ordinarily worried about you know what blackboard is having to you know do remote learning modules for their jobs and where they didn't have to um, it's a very sobering thing to see how this has kind of played out during the pandemic particularly for you know for black folks for us you know particularly myself and Dave we're we're you know our our careers are in are, are in information technology so we don't we're blessed in a way because we really haven't had a, a stoppage in work or anything like that in the, in the region where we work in. But that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And, you know, we're also in a profession where, you know, we don't, you know, we, if we really didn't have to, if we really didn't need one, we wouldn't need a degree. You know, certification, you know, in certain industry, in certain, you know, disciplines is like platinum.
0: Yeah, you don't really you know, you don't really need a computer science degree to do IT work.
1: Exactly. You know, so I mean, it, not at all. It's something that, you know, one of the purposes of this podcast, you know, is to kind of bring those things to light in addition to encouraging, you know, those of us that can that are in, you know, our our niche to pursue technology for this very for this very reason you know, to not just to make a better life for your for yourself or for your family but to communicate the importance of having access to the technology and resource you know for black folk in general because in you know situations in, in times like these is where it's imperative' it's, it's it's in some cases is a life and death type of deal, you know, because, you know, you may not, you may not have, you might have a family that's in a food desert and may not necessarily be able to go out and get groceries or be able to go out and get specific things without ordering, you know, or, or utilizing technology to bring those groceries to them.
0: It's you know, kind of uh, them. it's somewhat layered, layered on on that. Uh, actually, after this, I'll I'll hand it over to. Dominique, and we can close out. But uh, it's somewhat layered because it's not it, on, like on top of that, you still have people in in rural rural areas who don't have the best internet. Imagine doing a Zoom call over satellite internet, right? Like who who does that? <laughs> so, <laughs> like you know, there are still people who don't have reliable internet, and you want to talk about doing virtual learning or virtual uh, uh um uh learn uh what am I doing? working from home and stuff like not everyone can do all that stuff so ironically it's not even just black people who are affected by this but like white people or anyone who's living in an area that doesn't have proper access to broadband which is another another aspect (laughs) another layer right uh there's you know isps have their monopolies on certain places and you can't choose a different isp that has better service but that's that's a different thing but uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so it's 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 kind of messed up all around, and uh, hopefully we can we can kind of ex, ex, expound on those ideas uh, on a future episode because I think that's still worth talking about because uh, there's still a lot of things we can we can really kind of uh, kind of go through on that. But with that said, uh, like Herb said, a few of us have a kind of a hard stop on this. So Dominique, Dominique, if you wouldn't mind closing us out, we can go ahead and let the people go.
2: Good people. Um, I hope everybody goes for it. Has a great week. Uh, do something nice for somebody if you're able to. There's a lot of people in need. Food lines are crazy. Uh, unemployment went down a little bit, but it's still crazy. Uh, right, Going from 14% to 10% is not nothing and should be uh, uh, lauded. Um, whoever it is that is creating these jobs, hopefully they're creating them in a safe way that doesn't exploit their workers. I don't have a lot of hope about that, but it is what it is. Um, But still, people are going back to work, but there's a lot of people that aren't working that need your help. Um, So figure out where you can go to donate to a food bank, donate if you have means, right? Help who you can. Uh, This is a time where we kind of all need to lean on each other and be uh, each other's support system, right? That's what the mask is. Masks don't stop you. getting coronavirus very few masks right none of the cloth masks do Uh, but what they are is a sign of respect to your fellow men what they say is I don't know that I don't have it but if I do have it I want to make sure you don't have it while I'm out here doing this thing that I need to do even if that thing that I need to do is get out to a bar and grab a drink I respect you human being And I will do everything I can to mitigate the risk that you decided to take and I decided to take by going to this Kroger or going to this bar or going to this DMV or wherever you're going, mitigate the risk, show respect to your fellow man, blah, blah, blah. Right. Voting is we're less than 90 days to the election. This did not we don't we're not a political podcast. Right. Uh, it was. Well. It, we had a lot on our plate. We had a lot to talk about that wasn't p- politics. But as you can see right now, they're kind of imp- um, um, permeating every every facet of our lives, and it is important. Please go educate yourselves. We're not going to tell you who to vote for. <coughs> I'm like, I really think you should vote for a Democrat. <laughs> but um, uh, if you, <laughs> you know, vote your heart, but vote. Right, the, the 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 if if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be doing everything they could to take your vote from you. Right, so uh, let's kill that noise. Let's uh, get out to the polls. Let's get out. And let's uh, let's put the right people in office that we will that will hopefully improve our lives. We don't know, of course, but uh, give us a better shot at beating this thing. Uh, that being said, every day you wake up and it's getting realer by the day. Every day you wake up, that dude Cheeto Caesar, Trumpito. Is less and less likely to be your president. Every single day you wake up, you're closer to the day when we can be like, get your hat, your coat, and leave. We gonna throw him out the White House like, uh, like, like uh, Uncle Phil used to throw out Jazzy Jeff. We gonna throw him out. and go, oh my God, nobody's ever been treated as poorly as I am. He's not leaving, right? We gonna have to actually escort him physically out of the White House. He's gonna be the first dude that got to get a spanking on the way out of White House. Somebody gonna have to send a black mama in the White House, to get Trump out of there. But it is what it is. Y'all be great. Have a blessed week.
0: If Joe Biden doesn't put his foot foot in his mouth. But all right. He's <laughs> going to put his foot in his mouth. He's going to put his
2: foot in his mouth. Y'all, first of all, he has a stutter. He has a stutter. Sometimes he says stuff, and, that, and the stutter, we should not be holding against people in the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, but he has ver- verbal gaffes. He says stuff, he's, he's, um, we, we act like we appreciate people that are, like, that shoot from the hip. He shoots from the hip, and sometimes you miss, right? Uh, and and we, we, we're, I think it's the time of, like, a polished politician, which he is, by the way, he is a polished politician, and we shouldn't act like he isn't. He's a politician, and he has politician um, a mindset. He's not like a, a, a Alexander. A, what the girl name? Alexandria ocasio Cortez. AOC. I only call her AOC. I haven't said her first name in a long time. But we. She's. Not, he's not her, right? So he's going. He still has talking points. He still has things that he's that are on his agenda. But we. Th- he's infinitely more qualified to be the president than this dude. Since we are living in a two-party system that has kept our choice to be binary, this is who we got. It's him. Or it's another four years like the last four years. and If you want that, I can't knock you, but I think you're dumb and I think you hate black people, right? So if you I, that, that, that's just what it is. It's okay. Right? Fight. Uh it doesn't if, if represent if the think, views
0: of the black techies or its affiliates. I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I only speak for myself. Even though hmm. even if these other two casters on here if they think that this dude is better than Joe Biden for the country. they,
1: they hate black
2: people that. too. Hey, hey him. don't don't. don't <laughs> him. He' they so, boss, right?
0: What I will say. He, they got
2: to be nice to
0: him. What I will say before we go is that if you don't want a binary uh political system, let Joe Jorgensen on the debate stage and at least allow the libertarians to, to have some kind of say. Not this, shit,
2: boss. Not this year, boss. Every year, every or
0: at, year, at least, ne- or at least the next four years, like after yes. this year, like if you want change, you gotta like the uh, the agree. what do they call it? The Council on Presidential Debates. So who are there? Let them let more people in on the stage, Rank so we have votes. more ideas, and more choices. Isn't that how capitalism works? Right? You Rank Can't do anything voting. without choice. Rank <laughs> Rank
1: choice someone <laughs> you change y'all fine. choice, ranked choice voting. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I mean, Rachel is voting. voting. Yeah, voting about it. Yeah, then
2: we're d- we're done with the two party system, right? We can It, it that. allows for people to say, "Listen, I will not vote for a Democrat." But I will vote for this other dude. And then um, if enough people say that, then eventually either the Democrat Party is going to get their stuff together or we have a, a, a real shot at a third party candidate winning. Even though I don't know that a libertarian, is uh, the, the way their party's set up right now, it doesn't seem like they really want to run, right? Or really want to win. You can't just pop your head up every four years and be like, who would have been on us? Right? Run mayoral candidates run governor gubernatorial candidates run senate run like there's weak senate there's people that go unopposed if, if I was uh, the head of the libertarian party which I don't know maybe as a libertarian you're not allowed to have a head I don't know I don't know how it works. They do. Um, they do so, they are they, they the,
0: the board? The yeah. You said uh, are they the
2: board? Yeah. So if <laughs> the libertarians, because every every race across the country that goes unopposed makes me believe that the libertarians don't really want to crack at this, right? Because every single unopposed race, you need to find a candidate, and get them in. Every there
0: is race. one running in Arkansas, black guy actually running and for the uh uh <laughs> running for the against Tom Cotton vote for the black guy. I don't care. Vote for the black guy. Do it. (laughs) If you live in Arkansas, vote for him. Don't vote for Tom Cotton. Please don't don't, vote for Tom Tom Cotton.
2: Cotton. His last name is Cotton. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Google him and Google the things he said over the last two months and Uh. then see if you can bring your heart to vote for him. And if you do still vote for him, understand that that was your right to do, but I believe that you are stupid and that you hate black people. With
0: that being said, I gotta go. I love everybody. On that note, hey, Wakanda. <laughs>
2: Wakanda
0: forever. Hey, Wakanda. Good night, All right, good, all good sirs.
1: See you all. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus.